1: and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
0: Our special guest is Dr. Baruch Corman. He leads Love Israel and is a special guest in Australia for a conference this weekend in Sydney that is sponsored by Derek Prince Ministries and CVM Group. Baruch Corman brings biblically based teachings with an emphasis on the Jewish context of Scripture. While well, his Bible study program broadcasts on numerous television networks across. The United States, Europe, Africa, and here in Australia on the Daystar Network and on God TV. Uh, Baruch, we're going to take some more calls in just a few moments, but before we do, I wonder whether we can just address something that is important and which is one of those controversies, and that is the difference between what we call the rapture and the second coming of Christ. I wonder what your thoughts are on the difference between the two.
2: Uh, It's very important that we do make a distinction between them. The uh, rapture happens immediately before God's wrath begins to pour out upon the world, and the second coming will will take place at the end of of the seven years, uh, usually referred to as seven years of tribulation, So there's two different events, and also there's two different uh, signs that will appear. Uh, On Shabbat Saturday, we'll be talking about those two different biblical signs that are mentioned in the Scriptures. One that announces the wrath coming, which also will, will announce the rapture. And then the second one, which will announce the second coming that Matthew 24 speaks to. So two different events, two times.
0: Okay, let's continue to take some calls. Paul in Melbourne has been waiting patiently. Paul, welcome along. What are your thoughts? Peace be with you, gentlemen. Paul, great to hear from you. Thank you. I have
1: really two questions and I'll be very quick. I'm studying the Hebrew at the moment and also the original scriptures that are in um, other than Hebrew uh, my question is, the Lord Yeshua, should we be calling him Yeshua, for that was his name given to his father by the angel, or is it all right to call him Jesus?
0: Okay, good question. A quick response from you, Baruch.
2: Well, I also refer to him by the name Yeshua. However, I, I strongly would, would say that uh, whether you speak English and you call, refer to him Jesus, or you speak Spanish and it's Jesus, Um, as long as we're referring to, given the language that's one speaking, the biblical Jesus and Scripture, Yeshua, I I have no problem with uh, any of those, whether it's the Asus. I speak a lot in Europe where they refer to him as the Asus in many languages. So um, I don't have a problem with Jesus, that name, but I do think Yeshua was and know that that was the name that was given to him scripturally.
0: Okay, thank you so much to Paul from Melbourne. Let's take a call from Solomon in Sydney. Hello, Solomon. Welcome along. Solomon, are you with us? Solomon, you might like to call us back. Let's hear from Chris in Victoria. Hello, Chris. Welcome along. Uh, day, Neil. day, Baruch. Uh, welcome to Australia. Um, thank I you, just want to uh, ask you, um,
1: you know, the Jewish um, uh, mindset is, is cyclical, or, or the Jewish, you know, thing is cyclical. And, Our Christian faith is linear. So how does the Jewish faith reconcile the rapture, you know, where where things will come to a sudden halt? And also, um, are you leaning more to pre-trib because of what the Bible says, that which is holding him back is taken away before the man of sin can be revealed? And I always believe that's the, the, the Holy Spirit, which is mainly the church. That's how God manifests his spirit to the world, through the church.
0: Chris, great questions there. Let's deal with this idea that in Hebrew thinking that may be different to the way that a lot of Christians think.
2: Well, I think what Chris was referring to is that there is that uh, the Moedim cycles of the holidays that are uh, cyclical and such. But I, I do think, um, being someone who grew up in Orthodox Judaism, we do see the linear uh, aspect of moving forward along the program. Of God, so the cyclical holidays refer and teach and reveal things about the program of God, but the program of God is moving along chronologically uh, linearly, so I, I don't think that there's a a difference uh, in regard uh, too much to Judaism and Christianity. I will say in regard to the rapture, Paul speaks of it and calls it a uh, mystery, which means usually A mystery, when when we come across that term in the New Testament, it refers to something that the Old Testament didn't really speak to or didn't speak to clearly. And the rapture is one such uh, uh, mysteries that, that Paul mentions, so it's not surprising that Judaism doesn't have any view or any understanding of this event.
0: Thank you so much to Chris in Victoria. Let's take a call from Solomon in Sydney. Solomon, we've got you this time.
2: Yeah, good morning, uh,
1: Dr. Brooke. Uh, good morning, Neil. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Absolutely, our pleasure. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm just going to have an observation and a, and a uh, request that uh, Dr. would just uh, um, alert to two scenarios. And that, that is uh, Matthew 25 uh, in regards to the 10 virgins. And the second one is going to be what uh, Val did refer to in her talk Uh in her questions uh, in regards to the seven feasts and because my understanding is both relates to the rupture, the, the particularly the seven feasts, um historically and literally the biblical um understanding of what's already written there. Jesus fulfilled the first three, the church was fulfilled the fourth one, which is the Feast of Pentecost. And now we are in the vicinity, so Dr. Jonathan Kahn talks about in the vicinity of the rupture, which is the, the, the Feast of Trumpets. Now, in, in terms of the uh, the wedding scenario of, of Matthew 25, um, I wonder if you could alert to it in, in terms of the Jewish uh, wedding ceremony or the, the whole protocol that leads to the, the calling of the uh, uh, bridegroom arrival that... Uh, the bride has, the bridegroom has arrived and is the church ready in terms of the ten virgins.
0: Good thoughts there, uh, and let's, t- let's get a response from uh, Baruch for Solomon.
2: Yeah, um, in regard to uh, the, the holidays, I agree with uh, uh, Shlomo Solomon's statements in regard to the first three feasts. Uh, the Feast of Pentecost is going to, in fact, the Book of Acts speaks about a uh, uh, refreshing of the Holy Spirit in the in the last days. So even though Pentecost has laid a foundation, uh, the message of Pentecost, which from a Hebrew perspective is related to the kingdom and the fullness, I think that there's another dimension waiting to be fulfilled. And in regard to the fall festivals, when we look at them, I think they speak loudly too in time events. I would not necessarily say that. Uh, that each of these fall festivals are going to relate to another specific event that Messiah is going to do. Uh, namely, I would not necessarily associate the rapture with the Feast of Trumpets. And he mentioned Jonathan Uh Jonathan Kahn. Uh, I will just say that he had a book on Shemitah where I feel that he saw Shemitah in relating to judgment, where the biblical term, Shemitah, which is that seventh year of laying the, allowing the uh, fields to not be sown or, or harvested, the biblical concept of Shemitah is one of blessing, where, where we step back and we trust God, and God provides. It has nothing to do with, with the view of, of judgment, uh, per se. So I don't know if that touches on all of his issues, but I think it deals with uh, several of them.
0: Well, Solomon, thank you so much for your call. I hope that was uh, a helpful response. Uh, Let's take another call. Robin is in Mount Morgan in Queensland. Hello, Robin. Welcome along.
1: Yes, hi, Neil. Um, Look, I I just want to um, make the point about the arguments. Um, It really, really uh, worries me when a lot of Christians are expecting to get lifted up any moment now, and I very much wonder whether they are the very, very ones that may be deceived and may fall away because those were the warnings that Jesus gave was that there would be in the last days very great deception that even the elect may be deceived and um, also there's going to be a falling away because of the persecution. So all of these Christians that are just waiting to be lifted out of the world the way, that, the way it is now how are they going to be when persecution heats up? And I, I agree with you, um, Dr. Baruch. Um, what you've been saying is excellent. I, I, um, yes, it's very good.
0: Okay, so, Robin, yeah. good thoughts there. And uh, let's get a response from Baruch. Uh, I,
2: I agree with Robin that this idea that before anything bad happens, uh, believers are going to be removed, I think that is a strongly uh, incorrect false teaching Here again, I go back to, we will not suffer the wrath of God, but believers are suffering intensely, and coming, even though I've lived in Israel for 20 years, coming from the West and being familiar with the the Christianity that's taught in the West, especially among the evangelicals, which I consider myself of, but I I agree with Robin that this idea that we don't need to be worrying. Um, The previous caller mentioned Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins, and what's significant about that is that um, the bridegroom, uh, using the image of the wedding, which this previous caller mentioned, I think is very important, very accurate, but using that shows that the bridegroom delayed in his coming. He didn't come early. He didn't come unexpectedly. He came after the time that they thought. and uh, agreeing with Robin, there is going to be strong delusion in the last days. Many false teachers um, so all those things need to really be something that, that the church is aware of and preparing for.
0: Thank you so much to Robin in Mount Morgan. And our talkback line remains open, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 Sometimes we hear terminology of those who are expecting to avoid any hardship or persecution, the idea of escapist Christianity, the idea that we'll escape uh, the uh, the hardships of the tribulation. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the idea that if you ha- have that escapist mentality, that somehow rather your motivations for serving God and fulfilling His purposes in kingdom purposes are somehow rather waylaid and uh, and taken off off track? What are your thoughts, Baruch?
2: Well, I, I want to uh, comment on Revelation two and three. There's seven messages to seven congregations, seven churches. And the message uh, that's similar throughout these is to be an overcoming, overcomer, not to avoid things, but to overcome them. And going back to something I said earlier about, you know, Messiah promises that we're going to be hated, and this is within the last day's context of Matthew 24. We're going to be hated and persecuted because of his name. So we shouldn't be having an escapist mentality. We should be wanting to have and mentality, a mentality that's based upon wanting to be pleasing to God, being found faithful, and overcoming uh, the the persecution in doing so in an obedient manner rather than just thinking that, oh, uh, before anything gets bad, I'm out of here.
0: Okay, so when we anticipate a time of tribulation, which will be hateful persecution towards the church, Uh, One of the things that comes, no doubt, when we anticipate the... blessed hope or the rapture is that when times are hard in that uh, we have this hope in our hearts that the dead in Christ shall rise first and those who are alive and remain will be caught up to be with him in the air there's this imminent anticipation of rescue from the hardship is that one of the things that uh, that you see as as one of the blessings one of the when you talk about a blessed hope is that the sort of thing you're talking about baruch
2: um, I would put the emphasis in a different area. We have a blessed hope that we're going to be rescued from the outpouring of God's wrath. Those things that you mentioned earlier about persecution and hardships and trials, these are the things I, I like so much what you said earlier about when there's darkness increases, the light shines brighter. You know, that the same amount of light looks stronger as the, the darkness comes. So we are going to approach a time of darkness there is going to be great, intense persecutions as beginning already among the church in many countries. It's going to spread and grow. So the blessed hope is we're saved from the wrath of God. Not that we're saved, and our blessed hope is from being persecuted from our faith. You know, in the Scripture, if we look at what you know uh, the early apostles said, is to count it a joy when you suffer persecution for righteousness. So, when we have the view that our blessed hope is to avoid that, there's a major conflict with what the early apostles taught and that view that's so common today uh, within
0: a segment of the church. Uh, let me say this is a wow moment because oftentimes when we think of the things we fear, Uh, you've got this escapist mentality which is fearful of the persecution. But what you're saying, Baruch, is there's something much more dreadful to fear, and that is the wrath of God. And uh, when we talk about the wrath of God and avoiding the wrath of God, uh, let me ask you about a, a dimension of what you'll be bringing when you bring this sort of teaching this weekend in Sydney And that is the idea of being ready. Now, we're going to those ten virgins and and whatever are being ready, having your uh, wicks trimmed. uh, But what is it that we need to be ready for to avoid what, as you're anticipating, uh, is the thing that we should be most fearful of, the wrath of God?
2: Well, the gospel. When someone believes the gospel, they have a promise from God and they enter into that new covenant where we won't we will not experience the wrath of God. So we should have confidence of that. So the purpose of this conference is not to place doubt. If someone is a believer in that gospel message that Yeshua, Jesus, was sent in this world, he died upon the cross for our sins, on the third day he rose again, we should have assurance. And I I always want to emphasize that concept of assurance for believers. But um, our blessed hope is that we're not going to experience the wrath the greatness is, is that free gift that we don't have to experience God's God's wrath through his grace, through the gospel. But having received that and being assured of that, we want to be found faithful. And there's so many teachings that Yeshua gave about being found faithful, looking in Matthew 25 that was mentioned, not only the parable of the ten versions, but also the parable of the, the workers who were entrusted that, those, those, that money, those uh, um, talents, uh, silver talents from him, we should be concerned, not fearful, but concerned that we're good stewards and we're utilizing the equipment that God has given to us through the Holy Spirit, through other uh, blessings, that we're using it and utilizing it properly in light of his return, that we would be a bride excuse me, a bride that is adorned and found pleasing to the bridegroom when he comes.
0: Well, time is running short, but let's see if we can squeeze in another couple of quick calls. G is in Queensland. Hello, G, need to be quick. What are your thoughts?
1: Hi, uh, thank you, Neil. Good morning to everyone. Uh, uh, Dr. Brooke, I just want to comment about the, I I know Christians, they they know that there's a second coming. And there's some Christians that they're ready, and there's some Christians just waiting there. They've been taught for a long time. My question is, how are we going to save those non-Christians or non-believers? In this country now, the 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 young people or young couples, they, they don't go to church much, and it's changed the society. It's, it's the technology-driven our society. So how are we going to bring them back and give them some awareness that they're coming? So what's your comment from
2: that? I think, I think those are very important uh, uh, questions and issues, and the answer I would give is that uh, young people, um, he mentioned the young people, they're looking for that which is serious. There is a growing in Israel among Orthodox Judaism because the younger people are seeing a commitment, a seriousness. And I think in that same way, because we have the truth, if we demonstrate that truth, if we have a godly witness, if we live lives that are totally sold out for the truth of Scripture, it is going to impact people because when we do that, we're going to be manifesting God's glory, and that's what brings, brings changes. When people see God's glory in a person's life because of their humbleness, because of their faithfulness, their committedness, I think that that's going to, to impact people and give power to that proclamation of sharing the gospel.
0: Gee, great thoughts! And this is not a time for lukewarm. This is a time for red-hot follower Amen. of Christ. Let's hear from Gary on the Gold Coast. Gary, you'll be our last caller. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, Neil, I just fully agree with what uh, Baruch says. It's very encouraging to hear this uh, spoken out openly, and um, and not get uh, not get shot down. Uh, yeah things that have helped me, just two things that have helped me, is um, reading the book of Revelation, dividing it from chapter one to eleven and from twelve to twenty two and looking at it that way and then and getting that clear understanding that there is the tribulation period and there's a wrath of God. And if people can understand that, I think that, that helps immensely to understand
2: yes, when you when you read.
0: Yeah. Uh, Baruch a very quick response.
2: Um, I'll give a little promo. Um, We have on our YouTube, loveisrael.org YouTube channel, we have the entire book of Revelation that I go through, uh, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, word by word. This book is a book that the reader gets blessed. That's what the Scripture says. Those who read the book of Revelation, there's a blessing in that. And it's so vital that people understand and not be afraid or hesitant and confused by it. I think one of the reasons that people are is because the best way to understand the book of Revelation is understanding the Old Testament prophets. And if you don't understand the Old Testament prophets, it really makes the book of Revelation difficult. But in that study, we try to help people through that. And uh, the caller was right. Revelation is such an important book for the times that we're living in.
0: Gary from the Gold Coast, thanks so much for your input and thanks to everyone who called in through the hour and it's been a great conversation. For those who are sydney sides, and you might be in surrounding areas, I imagine there's still time to be a part of the conference that's on this weekend, which features Dr. Baruch Corman. Yep, sorry, Baruch?
2: Yes, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I was just going to say that you can even register on Uh, Saturday morning. There's still places and we'd love people to just show up.
0: Okay. Now, uh, there is a website where you can register. I mentioned that the conference uh, has the message, Our Blessed Hope, Are You Ready? It's sponsored by Derek Prince Ministries and CVM Group. And so there is a website, DerekPrince.com.au, uh, at which you can register. And uh, Baruch has also mentioned his ministry called Love Israel. He mentioned there's also a YouTube channel so you can follow through and get some more in-depth understanding and uh, really enlarged Ideas about what we've been talking about today. Loveisrael.org. And no doubt there'll be some links there as to how you can watch those YouTube clips. Uh, Baruch Corman, just great getting your insights today. I thank you so much for taking some time to uh, set this time aside to talk to uh, listeners around Australia and uh, all the best for the conference on the weekend. And uh, no doubt one day we'll be having another opportunity to talk again. So Baruch Corman, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
2: Thank you so much Neil. I really appreciate the the opportunity to be on your program.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
2: There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au.
1: And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.